Welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the unshakable rock of Holy Scripture? Well, that scripture that we're turning to today is is, uh, being released at the end of a podcast week, but hopefully it's going to be in preparation for our worship on the Lord's Day just a couple days away. And I hope that you're in anticipation of that. I hope you look forward to it and really purpose in your heart to plan uh, for your worship time in the on the Lord's Day. Uh, it will really help make the day that much richer for you. Uh, are you a follower of Christ today? Have you received Him as Savior? Have you re- accepted His free gift of the forgiveness of sins? And if so, the current reading in our Bible program in the Gospel of Matthew should be that which is encouraging to you. Uh, I I want to uh, uh, admonish each one of you listening to this that you can never get enough of reading the Gospels and discovering more about Jesus so that you think more about him and about his responses to things in life. Uh, we have been reading lately in the Gospel of Matthew in our Bible reading. Those of you that listen to this podcast with any regularity, Uh, Many of you are already reading through the Bible reading program. In fact, many Bible reading programs that are diverse right now uh, find themselves in one of the Gospels and primarily in the Gospel of Matthew. I love Matthew. I love Matthew's story. I love the, 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 uh, the, the uniqueness of his conversion experience and how he uh, steps forward to follow the Lord uh, after the Lord's call. I love Matthew's story because it's not unlike a lot of people that have come to Christ, even in my own lifetime. Those in my own experience in ministry I have watched come from all walks of life. Uh, and Matthew is not any different than that. Uh, the author of Matthew, of course, is Matthew himself. Uh, And you read a lot in the Gospel of Matthew about how he left his tax table that one day when he was had been collecting taxes. I don't think he really knew that when he left that tax booth that day uh, that God would use him in such a special way to write one of the Gospels that would be included in the Scriptures to invite many of his countrymen to come to Christ. Uh, I think it's a marvelous thing that the Lord used a man who everybody else would have written off. Nobody would have even conceived of the fact that this man could be used of God. He was a traitor to his people. That's what the tax collectors were known for in Matthew's day. He was uh, among the crowd that would often... Uh, extort the people, that they would rob the Jews blind, even though they were Jews themselves, and it's why they were so hated of their countrymen. Uh, the, the tax collectors just had such a miserable reputation uh, that it's, an, it's a marvelous thing that, uh, and by the way, it's also a statement of God's grace that the Lord calls people from all different backgrounds, sometimes, yes, even those that are very rough backgrounds. And it's a trophy of God's grace that Matthew could go out from that tax collecting booth and become uh, the man that he did, uh, the, the servant that he did become when he walked after the Lord. His writings would be translated into so many different languages. Um, the power of God was just evident in his call to salvation. 
Uh, the story that you read in the Gospel of Matthew is uh, is about also the character of Matthew, or maybe the lack thereof. As I've already mentioned, Matthew was a collector of taxes. He's what the Bible calls a publican. Uh, they were just vilified. They were hated by the Jews. They were despised by, uh, because as a group, they were known to be dishonest and greedy. Uh, you think of uh, think in terms of uh, uh, Zacchaeus, uh, the small of stature, and yet was uh, not very well liked, obviously, in his town. So their character was so bad that their testimony, interestingly enough, their testimony was not even allowed in a court of law. No one... Uh, no one believed they would or even were able to tell the truth. So a publican was just not even, uh, they, were, they were the lowest of the low. But that was his character at one point. But then something happened in Matthew's life, and that is his conversion. I wouldn't give you a plug nickel for anybody who says that they're a Christian, but their life has never been changed from where God brought them. Uh, somebody's lying. And the fact of the matter is that if your life is not transformed in one or more ways, when you meet Jesus Christ, that you're changed from the person that you used to be. Remember what Zacchaeus said, Lord, whoever I've defrauded, I'm going to pay him back four times. Uh, there's change there. He wanted Christ to come into his home and to be able to have a meal with him. And fellow, he longed for that holiness and that fellowship with his Savior. Uh, I'm just telling you right now, somebody who has a genuine conversion experience like Zacchaeus or Matthew, there's somebody that's going to be a change in their life. There's just different choices are going to be made. They long to spend time with God. And somebody who doesn't long to have that, uh, I really am concerned as to whether they're genuinely saved or not. Uh, people that don't like to be with other Christians, there's a problem. Are they perfect? Are they flawed? Absolutely. But so are we all. And so it's important that we long to be with God's people, long to be in God's house, long to worship Him. Well, one Matthew was wonderfully converted. Uh, in chapter 9, we just read this past week. Of, it's an autobiography statement, really, an autobiographical statement of Matthew regarding his salvation. It was on dis, it was really a display of God's power in his life. Uh, Jesus can save somebody said to the uppermost and the guttermost. Uh, he can save any. Uh, his divine knowledge of Matthew, his desire to have him as one of his disciples. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 9 that before Matthew saw the Lord, the Lord saw him. Uh, he saw a man. Uh, he saw what Matthew could be if he surrendered to Christ. Uh, others saw a publican. Others saw somebody that couldn't be saved. And maybe somebody saw that in you. I don't know. But somebody saw him, and that was the Lord. And the Lord saw him as a never-dying soul, as an immortal being that would live somewhere forever, and he wanted to recruit him for the cause of the gospel. Alexander White said something. He said, quote, The only thing Matthew took with him out of his old occupation was his pen and ink, unquote. That's true. I'm glad he did, because now we have the gospel of Matthew. 
Uh, he wasn't at a church. He wasn't in a revival meeting. He wasn't in any kind of evangelistic crusade, but rather Matthew was at his workstation. He was employed at his job, but the grace of God found him. That's a wonderful thing. It was a display of the simplicity of the salvation that Christ offered as well. It says basically that the Lord was was had just been meeting with some of his disciples and had been preaching. And uh, as Jesus passed by his booth, uh, he called out and said, follow me. And Matthew left that booth and went out and followed after the Lord. You know, it is really simple to come to the Lord today. If you've not done so, he issues to you that same invitation to come and follow after him. Because that call of Matthew is the other thing that we notice here in the scripture. Uh, His response is a great example for everybody because the Bible says in Matthew 9 and verses 9, 10 and following that he arose and followed him and became a devoted disciple. Uh, He was a faithful follower. It's been observed by commentators that 60% of the words of the Gospel of Matthew are the words of Jesus. Matthew was very meticulous. He was methodical. He was so wrapped up in the teachings of Jesus that he wanted to make it the focus of his gospel because he knew that's what changed his life. He left everything immediately and followed Christ. What a testimony that is. When Jesus called you, did you leave everything immediately? Did you try to carry your old life into that new existence and found that it frustrated you? Well, why don't we do like Matthew did? Why don't you do that today? Maybe you've been toying with God's call to you when he whispered your name and he showed you your need for a savior. Why don't today you give your life to the Lord? Why don't you kneel down wherever you are right now? And why don't you hear the good news about Christ, that he loved you, that he saved you, that he offers forgiveness to you? All you have to do is pick up and follow him. Arise from your knees and serve him with all your heart. Will you do that today? Do it immediately. Don't wait. Uh, And it ought to be obvious to others that you're a follower of Christ after that. So I want to encourage you today, wherever you are, if you're not a believer, get on your knees, humble yourself before God, confess that you're a sinner, ask him to save you, and then ask him to take control of your life. I promise you he will. And I'll tell you this too, it'll be a brand new life, brand new from anything you've ever experienced before, if you'll really leave all and follow him. God bless you today. I'm praying, walk with Christ. Get into a good Bible-believing church this Lord's Day. Go tell the pastor, hey, I gave my life to Christ, and I want to serve Him. I know the Lord will be pleased. God bless you. 